watchers. Huh? Watchers observe immortals. They're not supposed to interfere. Unfortunately, our role has changed somewhat. Why? Because the rules have been broken. One of your kind has gone renegade. In doing so, he's gained himself a sizable advantage, one that'll be impossible to overcome. Nobody's unbeatable. Oh, yes, Duncan. He is. It's a bit like handicapping horses. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. So I don't know much about horse racing. Is that when you just like hit a horse with a pipe or something? Yeah, that's, that's, right. what, it, that's mm-hmm. what it yeah. sounds like. That's what they, I assume. They handicap horses, don't they? Surely they do. Surely they do. Ooh. Well, <laughs> welcome to episode six of our Highlander Endgame coverage. I can't uh, believe we're already on six. I am already so wrong based on our initial estimation. Well, actually, technically this is only episode five of the actual movie coverage. Six if you ooh. can count the trailer. So I I'm count not a, it. Yeah, but uh, I count it. a lot of episodes for this mother. That's right. That's uh, true. Endgame. That's right. And uh, as a result of uh, our deep analysis into this, we've been getting a lot of reader mail, more so this week than we have in previous weeks. So we're not going to read as many emails. Uh, we'll probably do like a full reader mail episode coming up. Uh, but Kyle, why don't you read uh, an email that got uh, we got uh, just this week about, uh, I guess, one of the scenes we talked about. Yes. And this email comes from, I apologize, I'm going to say this wrong, but your name seems very cool. And it's Padraig? Perhaps? I don't know, but it's a cool name. Hey there, rewatchers. I discovered your podcast when I started watching the series on Prime during lockdown, having only seen the films beforehand. So first, I would like to say the thanks for being that water cooler conversation moment during COVID, as none of my friends like anything about this series. (laughs) Ouch. That's funny. When it comes to the sanctuary from Endgame, though, and this is, of course, why we're reading the message. We weren't just doing it to brag. Uh, when it comes to the Sanctuary from Endgame and its uneasy status of being holy ground or not, depending on what version you're watching, I think I have a solution. Surely Jacob Kell, a man who is at least training to be a Catholic priest if he wasn't already ordained during the time of his first death, which side note, team, do we think, are we supposed to think he's like already ordained at this point? I assumed yes. Sure. So did I. Like, I don't know what Connor had to speak for him for if it wasn't for the whole kit and caboodle, but right. I, yep. I don't really know much about 1600, you know, the 1500s, <laughs> uh, you know, priest, priest hearings and whatnot. Priest timidjigs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but in any case, at least training to be a Catholic priest or ordained by the time of his first death could have performed a rite of desecration on the area to unmake it holy ground. If this was Jacob, uh, 
Oh, this way Jacob can get around the rule and establish himself as a dangerous immortal who isn't afraid of really thinking outside the box. Mm. At any rate, this film is a series of unfortunate mistakes in what <laughs> could have been a great Highlander film. Take care. Thank you, new friend of the show. Yeah. Well, first off, we're glad we could be there for you in lockdown. But this is an interesting point of, you know, why make him a priest if you're not going to do anything with it? This could be a thing that you did with it. Right. And maybe he's not changing the rules so much as he's found, like, a loophole. Yeah. He's bending the rules. That's right. Yeah. A rule bender. <laughs> Avatar, the last rule bender. That's not a bad idea. I mean, it's certainly a way to work around the seemingly inconsistent uh, narrative of this movie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it w it's not my preferred solution, but I like the idea that it's getting like creative and actually uses some of the ingredients that the film has put on the board in a way the film did not. Yeah. It'd be funny if like Duncan brought an immortal priest to the fight with Kel and they had like a consecrate and deconsecrate like battle. Right, <laughs> that would be good. It's yeah, it's very boring. It's just someone. It's just yeah. two dudes pouring out like canisters of holy water the yeah. whole time. Just and then Kel sweep, sweeps it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Or it could be like a very uh, Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny sort of thing. Like mm. I consecrate it. I deconsecrate it. I mm -hmm. consecrate it. I deconsecrate <sighs> it. I deconsecrate it. I consecrate it. No. <laughs> no. Anybody? It's like yeah, Daffy. I'm into it. Yeah, Daffy like, and Bugs. Daffy and Bugs. Like, right. Being a real wascally wabbit about this whole thing. Wabbit mm. season. That's right. Well, speaking of rabbit season, this is a non-segue, but I just repeated it like it was. Uh, let's play a round of the catalog game before we jump into things. Uh, so Ooh. the way the catalog game works is I'm going to read a item description out of the Highlander catalog, uh, and Kyle and Amy are going to do their best to guess within 20% uh, what the actual retail price was. Uh, whoever gets it closest uh, will get to give their opinion first at the end of the episode, and of course gains my respect, which is you know worth its the price. The greatest prize of all. Right, yes. That's the prize in the game. That's yeah, right. It's specifically Keith's respect. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Kel, uh, Jacob Kel, I need Keith's respect. Speaking of Jacob Kel, well, no, I don't even want to ask about it, Eamon. You're, you look great, though. But um, Thank you. Yes. I do. I do look great. <laughs> are you guys ready to play? Let's do it. Okay, so this week we are reading out of the 1996 catalog. This is, uh, again, a catalog we haven't read too much out of. So uh, it's been a treat to go back. Here we go. This is the product that we're going to be talking about. Ooh. Are we just pricing a lizard? <laughs> I know, right? Check out that lizard up front, right? Again, <laughs> this entire catalog's cost? aesthetic is this, like, I don't know, beachy, gecko-ridden sort of thing. I don't know. It's very strange. In interesting. Yes, is interesting. That, is that a, a gecko or an, an iguana of some kind? That looks like an iguana. I, I'm sorry. I yeah, and it's not trying to sell me car insurance. So that's, yeah. that's good evidence. Oh, man. Wouldn't that have been great? Highlander car insurance? Mm. Do, Something do else? immortals even need car insurance? That's true. They do, because when they yeah. hit other people. I would love if that was an item in the catalog. Okay. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about item number 115. This item's name is just The Cloth. <laughs> what? Highlander, The Cloth. Okay. Very good. Okay. Uh, wow. The description reads, a a piece of cloth was once a marvelous thing to wipe what? the brow or bondage a wound, bondage bandage a wound to wrap, Peace. what's uh, going on? <laughs> uh, to wrap small bounty 
or dry a damsel's tears. This bandana fills the need in 100% cotton, a bold red square filled with the Highlander logo and a Celtic. Why did they just call it a bandana to start? It's the cloth, Kyle. It's, it's like they it's even the acknowledge cloth. later that it's just a fucking bandana. Why didn't they? Why didn't they lead with that? A cloth is a hell of a drug. Yeah, a cloth used to be something special. Yep. Yeah. Now it's just a piece of shit bandana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I mean, this thing says you can use it to wipe away damsel's tears, uh, wrap up small bounty, whatever that is. Bandage I assume wounds. it's like a little snack. A little any any snack. other uses? Would you guys use this for any other stuff? Yes, no. Like a good, good, no? All right. These I are the only approved uses. Use uh, it for the, you stray the from these at your own peril. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That voids the warranty on the cloth. Yeah. Very Maybe good. I'd wrap it around my head like Al Pacino in his 90s period. Yeah, that's a look, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I want to talk to you about Richard III. You ever see that movie, Looking for Richard? No. Where it's just him talking to people on the street. He's like, what do you think of Shakespeare? What do you think of Shakespeare? Oh. What? And is he himself? or is Like he a documentary? A He's himself, yeah, it's a documentary. But then it's intercut with like scenes from Richard III. Is he in it at all? Like what is his connection to Shakespeare? He's just like saying Shakespeare rules. It's basically like, like man? yeah, it's basically like a two hour, like like when your teacher's like, if you like rap, well, Shakespeare was the first rapper. Right. <laughs> it's really weird. But then there's like, cool. like movie-esque scenes of like them doing Richard III with Al Pacino oh. as, as Richard. No, that I Actually, would like to see. Yeah. This is all a vanity project to get him to be Richard III, basically. Basi basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like the Shatner album when when he does like Shakespeare like mm. sonnets and like scenes, right? Yeah. And <laughs> oh. a, an amazing co cover of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Incredible. And okay. Tambourine Man. Shatner. Tambourine Man. Kyle, how much would you pay for... Highlander, the cloth. All right, this should be four dollars. Okay, I'm gonna guess. <laughs> I am gonna guess that it's ten dollars or nine ninety nine is my Ooh. actual guess. Nine ninety nine. Okay, good guess. Good guess. Eamon, what is your guess for item one fifteen? Highlander, the cloth. I also agree. This should be like le a less than five dollar right item. I, I don't know, man. I'm gonna say fourteen ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine for a bandana. And, yeah. and and frankly, from looking at this, like this does not look like the product in some way to me. Like this almost looks like it's just like printed on paper or something. Yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, yeah. it does look weird. I guess, I don't think I like the placement of the logo. Like Kyle, you mentioned, or or Eamon, you mentioned like putting this around your head. Like mm -hmm. I don't know. You can only wear this, I guess, in one particular way. Like as a band, mm -hmm. like as a, a a band, right? If you want to display the Highlander logo. I don't know how it. well this would dis like if you put this like over your head. I don't think it would display well. So I mean, you'd I'm have Highlander on that. top of your head if that's what you're <laughs> yeah. trying to wear. Like a bonnet, right? Yeah. Okay. Like when you go to wipe the tears, you could just do it with the Highlander part. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So how okay. much is this, mother? Uh, I'm sad to report you both lost. What? <laughs> that's right. Uh, it is five ninety five. Wow. Whoa! I know, uh, like a I'm reasonably priced item. That. Yeah. I, I like that we were both like, this should be $5. And neither of us guessed it. Well, although today this would cost $9.92. So it's, oh, that that's, is what confused that's me. still like mm -hmm. an expensive bandana, right? Yeah. 
yeah i don't know how much like a regular bandana would cost from a from a local target or they're like super cheap it's like two dollars for like a pack yeah i bet you could get a pack of like three for five bucks or something yeah does it have the highlander logo though no (laughs) no can you imagine going to stores and asking if they had stuff that had like the highlander logo that'd be great that would be great yeah you got any of these uh, home STD kits with Highlander on it? <laughs> That's right. Is that even a thing? It home could be. STD it should be. Let's get rid of it this. It could right. be. <laughs> okay. Uh, so before we hop into this episode, why don't we do a recap of everything that has uh, taken place up to now? Uh, and then I've got a special like clip I'm going to In play. history? Yeah, in history. And contextualize mm. it within yeah. Highlander. In well, we the beginning. The Lindbergh baby kidnapping. That's where it all started. Yeah, but start- that's where it all started. <laughs> yeah. And then he became a Nazi. Mm. Um, <laughs> Charles Lindbergh. Is okay, that so Dun- Duncan and yeah. Connor eat a-, eat a hot dog, right? Then yes, Rachel. With ketchup. With ketchup. Then Rachel gets blown up. Mm-hmm. And Connor retreats to the sanctuary, which is on holy ground slash not on holy ground for 10 mm-hmm. years. Yeah, and which he's strapped to a machine and like held <laughs> comatose and yeah, can man. only relive his worst memories, apparently. Yeah, it sounds great. And what, they an have es- a, what an escape. They have a box behind each chair for the doo-doo. Right. Yes, we, we established that, that firmly last uh-huh. time. Mm-hmm. Then uh, we got a flashback in which we discover that Connor's mother was burned to death by Jacob Kell. Uh, at which point Connor had a freak out, accidentally burned down his village, and accidentally on purpose killed Jacob Kell's father, an unarmed priest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And kills Jacob Kell. Jacob Kell! That's right, triggering Kell- <clears throat> Kell's immortality, correct. Yes. Triggered! <laughs> uh, in the future, Duncan goes, see- goes to see Mythos for help locating Connor. That's right. Uh, goes to the silver room in Connor's antique store and is jumped by the who's who of yep. Jacob Kell's goons. Yeah. I guess we should say Jacob Kell wiped out the sanctuary and let and uh, and seemingly killed everyone there. Yeah. Including Connor McLeod? Question, question mark? No, he didn't he didn't get killed. <laughs> yeah. So Duncan uh, uh, doesn't really escape. He gets shot out of the second story window uh, and is taken away by who knows who. That was like our cliffhanger last episode. Uh, yeah. And then we see our first quickening of the movie, right? Kel takes, uh, what's his name? Damon Dash's head? Damon Dash's head. Damon yeah, Dash's Carlos. Head. Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> who has like a, a Wolverine claw. Right. A great tool to chop off someone's head. As we talked he about, none of these weapons sword. make any sense. He does have a sword. That's, that's true. true. And a gun. He's like. And a gun. He's a, he's, he's a walking armory. <laughs> yeah. He's loaded for bear. Right. Oh, but we did get another flashback, didn't we? Oh, we did. We did. Connor and Duncan riding little horsies, and they, they come across a carriage. And they rescue a damsel. That's right. She is in distress, and they pay her toll for her <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then beat up goons, uh, yes. including WWE's edge not the edge edge right edge edge uh so um i did i do have a clip to play for you guys uh last week or was it last week that we watched clip the the edge have uh sex in the ring which was great everyone loved how long we played that for it was Uh, very erotic that's right um but it was very edge erotic (laughs) 
uh, as part of the promotion of this movie, like it definitely like this having the edge included in this movie was to you know edge just edge just I'm, I'm it's really hard to say it i don't know it's not like a real name sorry my father's the edge just call yeah. me edge that's right um anyway they wanted to promote the movie through wwe so entertainment tonight did a whole feature on oh my God. <laughs> edge being in this movie uh so this is like a minute and a half long uh so we'll play it here uh, and I'll also post it on our Facebook page. Also, a reminder, everybody out there who's listening to this as a podcast, uh, since the pandemic started, we've been doing video episodes. Uh, so kudos to you if you're still listening to the podcast. Uh, but honestly, you're maybe missing a bunch of uh, like now visual stuff that we do on the podcast. We're playing a lot more clips and talking about stuff in the frame and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so head on over to our Facebook page or all this stuff is on YouTube as well. If you want to watch the video episodes, look at that, Eamon. You're di directing the scene. I love it. Stuff in the frame. <laughs> That's right. Stuff in the frame. Mm, I'm stuffing the frame, baby. Oh boy. Here we go. Let's play this. Hell <laughs> did not like that. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Let's play this clip. Let's stuff the frame. I'll stop. <laughs> Ooh. I, know, right? I, I, I love it. The most watched WF is no match for the that. immortals of Highlander in a new movie, but Ed showed the stars he's the Lord of the Ring when it comes to wrestling. Oh my God. <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> oh, looks heavy, huh? Hi. Looks like you've lost your edge, lad. Uh -huh. WWF star wrestler Edge makes his movie debut in Highlander Endgame, the fourth installment of the cult hit franchise. So he invited the film stars Adrian Paul, Christopher Lambert, and Lisa oh. Barbusia to see him at his real profession. Wow. His profession. was impressed by the reality of Edge's job. I'm kind of surprised, actually, one thing. Now, when I was talking to Edge Whoa. earlier on, how real they actually do stuff here. It's real chairs, it's real tables, you know, it's no props. Baby, I'm a star. Yeah, star power. Ooh. Before Edge and his partner Christian had their match, they gave their preview what? of next year's Oscars, when Highlander Endgame will be eligible for awards. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Oscar goes to... The film hit theaters this Friday, and Edge told us he's glad to have his co-stars come out and support it. Yes. It's fun um, because I got to see what they do, what they do best. So now they can see what I do best, um, and uh, get an up close personal view because there's nothing like seeing it live. <laughs> yeah, Edge. Oh. Edge is a Renaissance man. His recipe for cocktail meatballs can be found in a new cookbook that's out in what? October by the WWF wrestlers called "Can You Take the Heat." Ah, <laughs> oh, the way wow. that music cuts out is fantastic. All right, oh, that was amazing. That is a treat. Yeah, did I, you also, find that on the internet? I did find that on the internet. What amazing asshole edited that? <laughs> like for Entertainment Tonight to say, like, now they get to see what I do best, and then cut to a man headbutting him in the dick. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, like they could have put in anything there. That right. was a choice. I like when they give Edge the Oscar. That's very yeah. funny and in, yeah. in uh, good humor, which is good. Uh, and they predicted it. And they did predict yeah, they it. They nailed it. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he, he took home that golden statue. That's right. The, the, ha the hallowed halls, mm. film history. Okay, let's talk about Highlander Endgame. Game, let's End do it. Game. So when last we saw our hero, he was being cut off some rebar. Right, and mm -hmm. shoved into a black van. Yeah. 
mean, that's that's actually a good cliffhanger. I mean, it's the middle of a movie, so not quite, but you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, but it's okay. I mean, like Duncan kind of, you know, uh, I guess encounters the bad guy for the first time in a way, but doesn't yeah. fight him. But Jacob, no, he's too busy with his boy Jin K. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so this scene opens up, I guess, like his a visor is like or a bag is taken off his head and like uh oh where are we in like a dirty basement and duncan is there with that like head watcher guy we don't know who this guy really is right i mean he's like yeah, the sanctuary he, watcher guy i don't know yeah yeah he's just a bad dude who has but, like his voice is 80 yard right uh yeah yeah. Uh, it's yeah. worth noting that at some point they stripped him down and put him in one of those space miner outfits because mm -hmm. he is wearing the same garb that Connor was wearing. Yep, like a like a fake Wolverine onesie. <laughs> yes. So I where do you, where uh, are they? Where do you think this is? Like, is this this is, is this like the sanctuary? sanctuary this is Sanctuary Two Point Oh. So it's just in, oh, where it is. Okay, so it's just some weird, dirty basement. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine like in they the go city. back to the same place where they murdered him. <laughs> right. It, visually, it reminds me of some of the spaces we see in, uh, like, not One Minute to Midnight, the, the trial scenes with uh, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The yeah, name yeah. of which is escaping me at the end of that season. That all looks familiar to me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what they're going for here. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So yeah. what's going on here is they've kidnapped Duncan because this watcher's like, oh, we don't watch anymore or whatever. Like the rules have changed. So like everybody's just changing the rules. We got Kel changing rules. We got the watchers changing the rules. Like, and they're like, we, we need to keep the game going. And all our volunteers have been murdered. So like, we just need you. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what's the rush guys, right? Haven't you heard Keith? It's a whole new ball game. I guess so. Yeah. So they're like, all right, you're our new guy. Uh, so they then, they, they, he's like, Kel is unbeatable. So I'm going to give you a, a, a shot of Kool-Aid into your nostril. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. This is nuts. What, is, what does this do? What is this? Yeah, also he just woke up. Does that mean that they'd been injecting him with this shit all along right? too? I don't know, but just like, it, it made my skin crawl watching it's it. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, very weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. So this like puts Duncan to sleep and then we get a flashback, right? Yeah. And uh, it just makes me think, does this blue soup induce flashbacks? Because Connor is strapped into this machine when we see the other flashbacks. So anyway. Maybe uh, that's it. So Mac remembers like a bloody woman. And then, like, you see him wake up on a battlefield in 1623. Wait, 1623? That's what my notes say. Oh, interesting. I have 1625 written down. Is it Ooh. a typo, or did they change in the versions? Did they change the date a little bit? They might have. Oh, how about that? Isn't that crazy? If only there was a way to find out. <laughs> Which I will, I will endeavor to do while you keep talking. Okay, well, so Duncan wakes up and everybody's like dead on this battlefield, right? Yeah, it's everyone. Ever, right, everyone, Amen. Uh, and in the distance, there's a silhouette. And who is it? It is Connor and a voiceover. Like, this you is- You have better things to do than lie there on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> this is so crazy. Uh, I mean, I guess they're trying to mirror Ramirez. He's very, yeah, he's very ramirez -y. He's in a very right. un-Connor flamboyant, 
outfit. Right. He's got like a huge feather. Yes. His, his like he's got these like puffy shorts on, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. That's uh, yep. that's a thousand percent accurate, Eamon. That's yep. a that is exactly what they're doing. They're trying mm-hmm. to make a, a Ramirez callback with him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is. This is cool though. This is like the first meeting, right? Of our boys, Donkey yes. and Connie. <laughs> yes, and Connie. Donkey and Connie. But like nothing happens though. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. He says, Who are you? And he says, I know more about you than you know about yourself. Uh-huh. Which isn't true. Does Connor know what Duncan's favorite color is? That's true. You're right. His favorite smell, his favorite breakfast, his favorite turtle dove. I don't know. Are you still looking for this answer, Kyle? What's that? I think he is. Yes, I am. Okay. Well, very good. <laughs> there we oh, go. I mean, I wish there was just a little bit more substance to this first meeting. Like, I like that we see the first meeting, but like, I guess I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're then treated to the, like the only training montage we get with them is like seemingly much later in Italy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, it's just a scene. Like, it's cool. Like, oh, they meet here. Yeah. But like, there, there's nothing to it though. Uh, it's I suppose, quick. Right? Yeah, it's quick. But I, I, it's quite I quick. Fine. Okay. It's, it's not like in Highlander 1 with the Ramirez and the Connor. Like, that's a very obviously extended. Yeah. And that helps like explain all the bit. rules of the universe, right? I guess we don't need Connor to do that. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I guess yeah, like it would have been nicer to see more of them, like bonding and right. But like it, that up. I like at least that this scene takes place outside. Outside, <laughs> yeah. yes. There's that is there's nice. people in costumes that like mm-hmm. look cool. Like this looks like a movie, so yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, those are all. I I like my movies to look like movies. That is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so now we cut back to the sanctuary. Matt gets he wakes up right. Uh, and yeah, Joe's how, there. How very fast that all was. How, yeah. uh, boy. <laughs> well, all right. There's Joe some... takes off the, the the visor. Right. These visors suck. I don't understand the visors. Like, if they're asleep, why don't they need their eyes covered? Like, whatever. But it's like a, a metal sleep mask. It's not good. Uh, yeah. I one thing I didn't I didn't talk about. In the scene where like they kill all the immortals in the sanctuary, like their eyes are like opening under the metal like masks a lot, and I'm oh. like, aren't they supposed to be asleep? Like <laughs> <laughs> they they wake up that easily? I guess so. These yeah. are weak drugs, man. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Uh, so Joe so says I it is sixteen twenty five. By the way. Oh, oh, okay. Got it. That's okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call that out. It would just been interesting. No, that's fine. They had actually. I, uh, I I was worried. I wrote the wrong date too. So. Sixteen twenty-five. That's right. Okay. Uh, so Joe says, "Mac, you look like shit." Uh, now I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much cursing in this movie, is there? Surprisingly, because I think it is rated R, or is it PG thirteen? It must be this director's cut or producer's cut has to be R because yes, it, is it is steamy. But according uh, to my DVD, it's rated R. R. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask you guys, like, how do you feel about TV characters? Like, how do you feel about there being like cursing in this movie? This is a weird thing. Like, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel so- like, like when you have the TV show, like where there's no cursing and then mm. you move to the movie, suddenly like characters start picking up new words, but it's like, oh, that doesn't, 
to me, sometimes it doesn't feel like the character because they don't speak. We're not used to them speaking that way. Uh, the one that got me is when somebody ro- rides the motorcycle through the the shop and Duncan goes like, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. That surprised me. And maybe it's because that ripped the Band-Aid off. It doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me when Joe says, you look right. like shit. Also, I feel like maybe it's just a, a feature of his voice. Like, I feel like Joe's a character who tells people in that voice that they look like they shit. They look like shit, right. Yeah. Like, it feels much more natural here than I think when Duncan does it. And I don't sure. know if it's just because it's first or I just really don't associate like Mac, in my mind, Duncan McCloud is not someone who swears liberally. Right. Yeah. Totally. Like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because he's such a voice scout or something. Like. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I I don't mind Joe saying it here either. I don't think it's like completely out of character. But I just wanted to bring up that topic because that's something that does happen in these sort of movies. Uh. So, how when do you think this takes place? Like, how long has Duncan been asleep? Well, we only got a two-second flashback, so... Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been very long. No, right? No, but, doesn't. like, they just, like, bust in, and there he is. Like, I don't know. Is there, is there security? <laughs> like, well, I get, I get Joe's oh, allowed okay. to be there. Right. But they, they, they hint later that there was security and that they, they took care of it. They murdered them? Yeah, yeah. they do imply <laughs> right. that later. Yeah. There's a weird thing that's that's in this and cut from the flashback. This is so strange. So did anyone think it was weird that Mac falls down like when he gets out? I was like, what? Like, what's the tone of this? Yeah. Is this supposed to it, be it funny? It looks very silly. It, it's like a yeah. weird comedy looking beat where he steps out and passes out on like a plastic pipe. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So in the flashback, there were, it was in, a, in I, I don't even think it's in the, uh, the rough cut because uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it made it to that either. Uh, but when Connor met Duncan on the battlefield, Duncan gets up and he's like, oh, Connor. And he trips and he falls on his own sword and he kills himself again and then wakes up. Wow. What? And they were like, it just kept reading as slapstick, which because of course it does. Uh, but yeah, to me, him slapstick. falling out of the chair is supposed to be like, oh, he just had a flashback of falling down and then he falls down. Mm. Weird, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, very silly. It's like poetry. It's like poetry. It, it is. Rhymes. It's probably <laughs> a gungan. All right, so they get out, get outside. Who do they meet? They meet us. And he's like, "Here's your sword. It's it's dirty because I killed people with it." I don't know what <laughs> yeah. that voice is. It's it's not that far off. <laughs> uh, this whole scene makes me so mad that we're about to see. <laughs> So Joe and Mythos are driving away with Mac in the back seat. <laughs> and apropos of nothing, they're just driving. And all of a sudden Mac just goes, stop the car. Stop the car. <laughs> and like just goes to storm off in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, like, what's he doing? What's he doing? Where is he going? Why is he going? Why does he seem mad at them? Yeah. Yeah. Like he seems like put upon by his two best friends, who, by the way, just saved him from a watcher torture jail. <laughs> and, and he's like, stop the car! Yeah. It's nuts. Baloma, baloma. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no read on what the scene, like why this interaction goes this way. Yep. I don't either. It's, it's weird. really weird. Uh, I have other, these are other weird questions that uh, I'm an insane person. So I was wondering, uh, I was like, well, how does Mithos get the sword? Because Mac does not have it when he falls out the window. So like they had to like go and get it or just Kel's people. What did they just leave it there? They're like, oh, look at this beautiful sword. Just leave it. 
Now, I assume that they left and the Watchers collected it. Probably. And Mythos got it from the Watcher, mm, the, like, okay. the Watcher lost and found. Uh, and then used it to like kill <laughs> the Watchers. That is the implication, yeah. Because there's blood on it. Yeah. That's nuts. Also, I love that he like he's driving down a busy street and he's like, hold on, let me just like, and he's got this big metal thing. Like, why does he have to hand it to Mac like right this second? And why is it like in the front seat? It's crazy. Highlander. In case needs it for a drive by sorting. Yep. Yeah. Gotta move the movie along. Uh Highlander style. That's right. Highlander style. So um, in, in, in classic Duncan style, he just goes to storm off. Right. Yeah. Like a dunk hole. All right, so this is this is a big point in the movie, right? This like almost the whole plot like pivots on this scene to a degree, right? So this is like Highlander Ball, Ball Z. Z, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Jacob Kell is over nine thousand. Should we watch this clip and what? talk about it? But, yes, we. All right. we yeah. I guess we have to. All right. I, I I kind of wanted to not watch this, but I think it's too critical. <laughs> that makes me too, too mad. Critical. <laughs> What nine thousand? What oh, nine thousand? Break scouter. Yeah. Good old Virgita. All right, here we go, guys. It's oh no, I'm skipping around on the video. I apologize to all our listeners for the delay. Here we go. All Let's do it. Listeners. All, all two listeners for the delay. Sorry. McLeod, tell me something. Mac. McLeod, hear him out. Mac, will you tell me something? Now, how many quickenings have you had? <laughs> How many heads have you taken? I don't keep score. Don't but we do. Oh. <laughs> this computer animation. The sound. Connor. What's that? The Watcher's version of a resume. What? Resume. Two hundred and sixty-two confirmed immortal. Like handicap and horses, I know. It's part of the gig, all right? The cloud, Duncan. 174 confirmed immortal kills. 174 confirmed immortal kills. Sound about right? Split your points. <laughs> Here's the gentleman you met in Connor's loft. Uh oh. Kel, Jacob, 661 confirmed what? immortal kills. 661 confirmed immortal kills. Welcome to your worst nightmare. <laughs> Sanctuary wasn't shit, pal. This guy is way out of your league. Out of your league, man. Oh, boy. Man. Duncan did it now. I want to see wow. Connor McLeod's body? What are you fucking talking about? I want to see Connor McLeod's body. Yeah, what a weird non, what a weird non sequitur to all that. Yeah. So can we just like pause for a second on the inset? Well, first off. The number of immortals being killed in Australia I know. is entirely too It's hot. a lot. It's like, a it is, lot. It is too many, uh, is the first thing. But secondly, like... Australia, mate. I am not clear on something based on the way those dots appear. Is that the cumulative total of quickenings you've absorbed or the number of physical heads that you've removed and regardless, which yeah. stat actually matters? Uh, I don't know. Like, they alternately seem to frame it as both. Like, how many heads? How many heads have you taken? It's like right. that number is obviously going to be smaller than 
you know, the if you factor in all the heads of the people you've taken have taken and so on right. and so forth. So anyway, so that the numbers are small enough that that's clearly I, I, I would think that that number is only the literal number of heads. Yeah, right. right? I guess so. So it'd be far more than that. Seemingly. Because also just, like it's just too much, guys. It's yeah. just all right. So this this is this a good time to do the quickening count? Might as well. We're talking. Right. We're, we're juking the stats. So. I know. So uh, for those of you that maybe are just joining us for Endgame coverage, uh, during the course of the series, we also took note of how many quickenings uh, Duncan got in every episode uh, for purposes solely of like bringing that uh, here for this podcast because we knew it would be a big uh, part of this uh, movie. Uh, so let me share our spreadsheet here. Uh, and I hope Ooh. these are right. Uh, I'm sure somebody out there is reading this and is like, no, it's not right. I'm so sorry. Uh, so here, we'll, we'll do a quick roundup of every season. So in season one, Duncan had 12 kills, uh, but 14 quickenings. Because we also were Ooh. wondering how to count them. Uh, and so if we could confirm a kill in an episode, we counted that quickening, right? Uh, Correct. That another person had. So uh, let's see. And then in season two, Mac had 11 kills and 13 quickenings. Mm. Um, so this next- is like, we are just in the 90s right now. And he's yeah. already got like what ten percent of his total kills in the nineties, and we're mm-hmm. we're not even through season three yet. Right. So uh, there's nine. Uh, in... So wait, if we go up, how? Do we, I don't. Did we count all of Callus's kills here? Um. Let's see here. That wait, is season missing. Three shadows total quickenings those are here oh i don't have that over here i guess right yeah because callus will have killed i apologize everyone i'm so sorry callus harry callus 10 he'll have he'll have killed uh callus will have killed hugh the brother gregory gregorian chant guy who he kills to start the oh right yeah Brother Timon and Pumbaa. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, My note, it says, the Alex kills the very sexy Sharon in the flashback, guys. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> I feel like there's more than those three. There could Alex, be more, so. but I, I don't know if that's going to be that relevant. Okay, I'm sorry that there's some errors. Uh, okay. Season four, we got 13. Uh, season five, we have 10. And then season six, there are only two quickenings in season six for Duncan. Great. <laughs> Great. So that makes Duncan's series total 57. Uh, Duncan got six of those just from Richie, which is sad. Uh, grand total for the series would be 63. 15 of them were his friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also ranked uh, the episodes. So uh, the one with the most kills was season four, 13. How about that? Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? What a monster. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's... So the number we're kind of working with is approximately 63, we'll say, right? I and mean, we yeah. can go up. We could say it's even 70. Mm-hmm. There we go. I think it is closer then, to 70. All right. And somehow Connor has killed a lot more. <laughs> yes. All right. So what do you think of this? It's, Connor's 262 and Duncan is 174. So it's worth noting that in the 90s, Duncan got one third, roughly, 
of his more than <laughs> one third of his total kills that's in the insane 90s. uh wow. real dry spell out there for a while i guess i guess I uh he's out of the game for a little bit that's right yeah that's true but Two six two, oddly enough, is the number of my uh, graduating class from high school. Look at that! All Fascinating. right. Fascinating. It was meant to be. Now you'll always remember that number. Right. You can, you can uh, hold that. Yeah, I can never. I can remember it for because of Endgame. Right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I have a question. At some point, uh, Joe says, I think, um, in this scene, like, it's hard to like know all the numbers. Like we think maybe somebody killed more. It's hard to like ID the bodies or something. I'm like, mm. how do you ID the bodies anyway? Like, I was like, does Kel take these heads like with him? Like what? I don't know. And then I just started wondering like, how do they know who's who unless they're watching them constantly? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I but, imagine they know what most of these people look job, like. Baby. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, well, let's go down that road for a moment because okay. that is, something that comes up here. They're like, oh, like they cut off all their heads. How do we know? It's like, these people were in your custody for so long. How do you not know who they are? I'm like, can you not match the right. heads with the bodies? Right. Or more specifically, can you not count the bodies and know that there is one missing? <laughs> right. Like that's even easier. You don't even need to know their names. You just need to go like process of elimination. We're missing a person. There were only like six of them. Yeah, like it's 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 not like an accounting error where it's like, oh, we lost one of the fifty thousand. It's six people in a room. Ooh, are uh, we talking Superman three, where he has that plan <laughs> where he takes like one cent from every dollar or whatever? Uh, that's also the plot of Office Space, and yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but in any case. This is all very awkward. And after getting this like weird quickening math, like Doug is like, I want you to cut out God's body. And like, <laughs> I want to be your friend again. And I'm going to get back in your car and demand yeah. a ride. Like, also, Joe just continues to get treated like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Can, Wait, we, so sw can we swing by the 7 Eleven? I, I just want to pick something up. I'll, I'll pay extra. <laughs> uh, I'll double what I'm paying you. Yeah. All right. So, do we have any idea why Duncan wants to see Connor's body at all? Just to like, make sure he's alive or dead? Not alive. Like, make like, sure he's like, dead? Like, what does he say? I guess suspects. the theory is that he's he thinks that maybe Connor's still alive. Why? I don't know. Make him think that. Or does he just want to say his goodbyes? Yeah, maybe. You know, you know what? You know, if I want to say goodbye to, like, a relative that is buried in the ground, I don't say, like... I want to see their body. I want to see their body. I'm like, can we go to the cemetery? Like, Jesus, amen. Um, well, when he says it, I was surprised to discover that the next place they were going was a cemetery. Right. I was like, yeah. oh, does, are they like going to a morgue or something? And then, uh, then, it, then he rolls up to the cemetery. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. How, uh, <laughs> this is crazy. Can we just yeah. talk about like the, 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 I don't remember in the series, and I could be wrong here, like the like the like power level thing of like, oh, he's taking this many quickening, so this means he's like right this powerful. So I I don't know whether to blame the producers for this or blame the fans, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because this and I I will I'll stick by this because there is a weird obsession. 
it's not even weird. I get it. Like, it's interesting. Like, there's this big question mark around the concept of like what you get out of a quickening and like mm-hmm. it giving you power. And like, if you if you see what, the way fans talk about this stuff, there is a real fascination with it. Like, people are mm-hmm. talking about it all the time. And I bet that this was like some nod to that, to like giving the people what they want. But -hmm. the thing is like, there's a reason they didn't do it before because when you do it, it looks like this and this looks silly. Yeah. But also it's still a non-answer. Like you're like, let's explain what it gives you. They didn't explain anything. They they just just, applied a number to it. They just applied a number to it. But then they said like, and because the number is bigger, he is very strong. Right. Like, I don't know if they're stronger, smarter, they heal, like whatever. It doesn't, also it's, I think better to have it be nebulous. Like who gives a shit? That's like the fun of this. Uh, Also, I think that's why people talk about it. Cause it's like, it's ripe for uh, your imagination, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the thing that's also so confounding is that like Duncan, like you never get the impression that Duncan is so strong because like he took a bunch of heads. It's no, because, he's fucking doing CrossFit in the gym and shit. Yeah, yeah. it's because like all he's, day. <laughs> he's a jacked martial arts master. Like, yeah. <laughs> like that's he's doing that he, rope, that rope thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. This almost would seem to posit like if I was a mortal as like this doughy stooge that I am. And like, I decapitated Jacob Kell out of luck. Like, am I the new God King of immortals? Because I did that? Like, no, like Duncan McLeod can obviously still kill me. What if, what if Dolman Ross took Kell's head? Yeah, is is Dolman Ross like the new badass on the block? Mm -hmm. No, clearly not. (laughs) Ross, Dolman Ross. He knew it. He knew it. They knew it. Anyway, anyway, that's good. They hop back in that car, baby. Right. Uh, Oh my God. Why did he get out of the car? I mean, like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, they just don't know what to do with the scene, right? Like, I'm curious, like, when this was written in the script, was this scene just somewhere else, like in Duncan's apartment, right? Yeah. And they're like, no, let's just put it in a car. We need something. And then like, oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So then there's like a little driving montage after this. Like, this is how we get out of this scene. Like, so there's some footage from Highlander 1. We see the Silver Cup building. Yes. Which I was like, yeah, Silver Cup building. Sure. Uh, And then we see what? Jacob Kell playing the harmonica next to a cross? Yeah, playing Mm -hmm. what? And I was like, he's playing Bonnie Portmore. Portmore. I have a lot of problems with this, guys. A lot of problems. Yeah. Was your first problem that this looks like a scene that uh, Bruce Willis demanded be in a movie or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> also, he's got the bald head. He's got like a Bruce Willis kind of look. Yeah, just get him a pork pie hat. He's set. Uh, he's, yeah, I was just like, is this just Hudson Hawk 2? Um, the Return of Bruno? <laughs> so was anyone else just like, where are we? Like, I think I'm always asking that question in this movie. Like, they just cut to this like construction site that has a cross i'm like wait are we in europe again like i i never know where we really are and also i didn't even think kel looks like i was like who is who is that oh it's it's the ma- main character uh yeah. okay this is just confusing also i think it's hearing bonnie portmore on the harmonica i don't say is weird but i feel like they don't set it up like why is it interesting to hear that song why is it interesting yeah. that jacob kell plays that song like wouldn't it be cool if that song was in the past right somebody sang it maybe i don't know whatever it was like uh and then for some reason he's playing that now on a modern instrument on, in america like oh it's like he still remembers something about like who like there's something to be said about that right maybe am i i don't know the this, the clip of it is just a little baffling so there's like two <laughs> real questions it's like 
why are they showing us this? And I agree that that's just like a shrug. As like a visual and as a sound clip, like just totally in a vacuum, I kind of like it. Oh, I, like, I dig oh, having like- The, the villain's Scottish... from the same place. Yeah. He's playing this like minored version of Bonnie Portmore on like a sad sounding instrument. Like, <laughs> I like that it's like, okay, Dark Mac. Like, oh, is Dark, kind Mac. Of what it, Dark Mac is kind of what Mac. it invokes, sort of. But shrug, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just viewed it as like, okay, here's just a, effectively like a, a visual piece and we're moving on. Right. Dark Mac 2. Dark Mac 3. Okay. What's, <laughs> okay. what's Dark Man 3 called? Oh, I don't remember. That is the weed no. <laughs> Sorry, it's like, Amon's got to look it up. It's okay. like, like the revenge of porky mcgee or something <laughs> uh the, the last thing i'll say about this scene is like again i tried to think of how would i view this the very first time and i wrote at the end of the scene do mythos and joe know each other <laughs> i guess yeah, they do what? right <laughs> i mean like who are these people right yeah like and who like, is no joe yeah there's no introduction to joe right is joe a watcher i don't i mean like obviously we know when he opens up the computer and all that sort of stuff but like the show hasn't even really told us who the watchers or the movie hasn't told us like who the watchers are. Yeah, like this entire sequence just made it clear. It's like, okay, you are failing to split the baby. <laughs> like you're not actually setting the table for people who aren't familiar with the show. So it was like, right. it's a waste for you to do so. Like yeah. instead you're just making a bunch of scenes worse. <laughs> because like, you're never gonna catch someone who hasn't seen the show up enough. Like it's just not in the, with the scenes as presented, it's never going to happen. Yeah. So instead you just like torture us with some of this exposition. Uh, it's just weird. <laughs> it is weird. So we drive by a sign that says, welcome to Connecticut. And my yeah. brain Ooh. exploded. I was like, <laughs> we're in Connecticut. Like where is I this just, movie? Like, I okay. This made me assume the sanctuary is in Connecticut. It made me think yeah. that too. And I'm, I guess, okay. All right, fine. Fair uh, enough. But they took know. them from Connecticut to New York and like the, <laughs> Dark Man 2 is called Dark Man 2, The Return of Durant. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. What a title. Just to talk about this for one quick second. Sure. Like, sure. who's like, who's like, wow, Dark Man 2, the, Durant's back? <laughs> <laughs> I Thank gotta God. get back in the theaters mm -hmm. and see Durant. How can you not see Durant Durant? Mm -hmm. Durant That's Durant, right. Dark Dark Mac, the return of Dermac. <laughs> so my favorite thing about this scene uh -huh. that we're about to see, and this is perhaps this is perhaps the most important scene in the movie in sure. terms of setting the table for everything that's about to happen. Sure, sure. We're the in way the it end starts now. Is yeah. <laughs> The way it starts is they let him out of the car and he says, time for you to go, Joe. And like, he dismisses them. <laughs> yep. After Joe had just said, we're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? So he sends his ride home away. Like, <laughs> how does Mac get back from here? <laughs> does he walk back to civilization? Does he have a cell phone to call a cab? What? And also, why, why not have them here? Why not have them wait around and witness some of this stuff? Yeah, why right. does he send them away? 
Oh, because they couldn't have them and they weren't there for the, the shooting that day. Right? Yeah. That's what it is. That's yeah. really what it is. It's like this day yeah. we can film you getting dropped off and Matt gets out of the car. But then on another day when you're not available and we can't pay you any money, we have to do the rest of the scene. Yeah. No, this time it's personal. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so good Mac question. Now, Mac now goes into the graveyard and again, the two most beloved characters from the TV show don't get to participate in the most crucial scene, scene in the movie. So sad. So a couple things. I do like that to connect this with the Highlander TV show and Mac's like kind of just regular character. He's late for the funeral again, yeah. <laughs> which is good. Like he can't yes. show up on time ever yeah. for a funeral. But like when Joe gets out of the car, he's like, oh, like we give him a nice Christian burial and said all the right words and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay. Except you cool. didn't call his best friend and like your buddy and like, what right. you're like you had time to bury him and like say words but not call duncan and say also joe knows what connor mcleod looks like mm-hmm. we just saw he has a picture of him <laughs> on his computer but so that's the what they said on like, kyle yeah but like do, do they not have the heads like of all the people dunk joe should know whether or not they buried connor yeah and they didn't it's insane uh anyway. Yeah, also, where are the I, heads? I also, again, wonder how, when, when did this take place? Is this three days after, like, I don't know how sequentially, like, the time scale of this movie. Is this, like, two months later? Like, they had time to bury these people? Also, do the Watchers bury immortals? Is that a thing? In, like... Apparently. I guess they do. I mean, it would make no. sense. They don't I mean, just throw them in not. the trash, but, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah. these ones were, fat, were, like, in their custody. Like, they were... The Watchers were in possession of these bodies. Possession so, of the bodies, yeah. They were. I mean, they, they was like they like went down to their sanctuary basement and said, oh, shit, look at all these corpses. So, like, yeah, you know, it's fine if they only buried these bodies. Too. Sure. Uh, Joe also says, sorry, I got to point out these weird lines. He says, with all the unexplained corpses, we had to take it off the beaten track. And I'm like, huh, what? What does that mean? What are you talking about? Anybody? I guess just, I guess just bury, like, they bury them in, like, unmarked graves. So, like... <laughs> what, but like, who's who's looking for the corpses? It's crazy. Well, I I guess it means like you couldn't just call the morgue, or you couldn't just call oh, like nine one one and say I have six yeah. bodies in my basement. Like, or you, or you can't show up to the cemetery and just be like, well, here are six bodies we gotta bury. <laughs> I guess, yeah. but so, they like, had to just, dig a bunch of holes. I don't know. The whole thing is so weird, and it's just like I don't understand the line. Sorry, it's weird. Well, it's not as weird as what's about to happen because what happens? Duncan goes and just Connor appears. Connor's just there. I guess he's been scouting out his own grave, like yep, Huckleberry this one Finn out. style, like Tom Sawyer style. He's been just watching to see if someone <laughs> shows up at his grave. Like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, why? Why is he there? Yeah, it's so. And how long odd. has he been there for? Again, like, what's the time scale of this movie? Days and or weeks, he's been just sitting there, sitting in the cold, to see, to see if his friend Duncan, whose phone number I'm sure he has, <laughs> right, will show up. Yeah, Not and good. he's like, and again, like Connor apparently knows Mythos. He couldn't call him either. Right. None of these guys can talk to each other. They're not good friends. It's terrible. I just don't understand what happens. I also don't understand why of all the the haircuts in the world. 
Connor emerges from like a torture dungeon and gets a bowl cut. This haircut <laughs> is incredible. It looks nuts. And here, I'll throw a picture looks... of it here. Tell, tell, talk to us about what you think of this haircut, Kyle. It just makes him look so old. <laughs> like, yeah, he does not look like a well man with this haircut. He does not look like a well man. All right, very good. I'm going to show everybody this haircut. Uh, it is fantastic. This didn't take off. This didn't become like a fashion thing, did it? There we <laughs> oh, go. No. There like, we go. I don't know what the deal is. Not good. He looks like an old Victorian child. <laughs> <laughs> you could put like a sailor's hat and give him a, a big lollipop. I was it, oh, it would it. look good. Yeah, he would look great. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Duncan. So, uh, so Connor shows up and he speaks in Gaelic to Connor. I thought that was cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah, that is cool. I like it. But like Connor's like, are you here looking for something or someone? And I'm like, what are you talking about? These lot, no one speaks this way. It's so yeah. weird. Well, like so Connor, like, you're alive. Wow, good to see you. Yes, yeah. good to see you too, Duncan. It's only been nope. ten years, and you thought I was dead, but yeah. oh boy, should we play this like clip this, of them <laughs> talking? Does, sure. Does Connor think like? There's a plot and Duncan's involved or something. I'm like, yeah, I, I do what? What? What do they say that's interesting here? My notes have nothing. But okay, then let's not play it. Let's move on. Yeah, uh, because something else is big that's about to happen, which is that we get more immortals showing up. <laughs> that's true. So who comes here? We, we get Kate, Kate and Kel. They both show up yep. and her this fashion is, is bananas yeah and this is where we truly get to the heart of Eamon's question on our first slash second episode which was is bruce Payne a good <laughs> actor right and he goes on a monologue here that might be worth playing uh sure uh is this when he fights uh this is before that when he explains what he's been up to for the past 400 years. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Um, ba -ba -bam. I've got the alt. Yeah, I think this is it. Okay, here we go. Uh, and then there's also like an alt cut of this, which we can take a look at. So, ooh, ooh exciting. All right, here we go. Bruce Payne. Well, organ music. Look at also the wood the, and the wooden the, crosses. The, yeah, the wooden crosses. I was going to say cardboard. <laughs> Look at her fur. Coat. Isn't that the coat that Duncan wears in the source? I know, it right? Is. Also, is. this is crazy. They do that flashback dissolve, but like, Dang I thought the cow. point of the shoes was to tell us who he was. They don't right. even think that's enough, I guess, at this point. Nope. Oops, sorry, guys. Jacob Faith. <laughs> But it's also revealed Kel let Connor so here we are. Yes. Yes. Both immortal. Missed the signs, didn't we? But we were both so new at the game. <laughs> Connor, what a glorious sight. Just look, Connor. Look back at the endless travesties of your life and you'll see me always there waiting in the shadows. It's like what a velvet coat. When lovers are wiped from your sight. I'm there. When those you cherish 
die abruptly and for no reason. I'm there for you. And when your cellmates in their so-called sanctuary are lecturing like headless chickens. Headless chickens. Stay out of it, Duncan. Oh boy. That was the main part I wanted to share. Very good. There we go. And so then he talks about how Your sanctuary. Connor killed his dad. And Duncan's like, oh, what? 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 Uh, but I did want to play in the rough cut of this. Uh, Jacob talks about the other people he killed. So in this, he mentions like, oh, I killed. I don't know. Who are the people he killed? Rachel and his mother. Is that it? Well, like he doesn't kill his mother. Right. He yeah. doesn't take credit for killing his mother. He takes credit for killing those six headless goons, like dudes in the basement that I can't imagine Connor had a relationship <laughs> that's with. That's right. That's right. That's right. Dudes in the basement. They were slumber buddies, right? I don't know. All right. So, uh, but this the montage is pretty good in this. Uh, Do it for your sweet mother. No. Inquisitive Brenda Wyatt. Oh. Rachel Ellenstein, who, if I'm not mistaken, you raised as your own daughter. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Do they even begin to equal the devastation of an entire village and the murder of a man of God who raised me as his own son? All right. Yes? I don't that know. Does, that does well, such a... I mean, I, I will say, I don't love this as a device in general. Like, this concept of like, oh, all these bad things were me all along. Like, that's generally not super effective as a device, I find. And it's even right. less effective when you don't see it. Like when you yeah. don't, you don't actually see these bad things happen. So it's both like you're informed that bad things happened and he's responsible at the same time. It just like doesn't land. Right. But that is a far better version of it. Like that is out and away superior. Yeah. And like, at least they, and the, the Brenda getting pancaked is very funny. Yeah. <laughs> right? But like, that's like the great question. It's like, well, what happened to the love interest in the first movie? Right. Like, yeah, this she dies off this, screen again. I this guess should, maybe this should have this should have been in the movie. Why wasn't yeah. this in the yeah. movie? Well, I think it's it because that this also alludes to Connor burning the village down. But in right. this context, it does make sense because, like, at least it ups the stakes enough. Like, you're right. Me cartoonishly does... murdering everyone in your whole family just because of my dad is like out of line. But he's like, no, you burned an entire village. Like, but, you ruined said... everybody's life. Yeah, he even says the devastation of the village, which happens. Like we even yeah. in the the cut that comes through, that does happen. Like maybe right. he didn't do it on purpose, but it but he, like it's burning. It occurs. Like Kel, <laughs> Kel could like be holding Connor responsible, even if they don't do the thing where Connor literally like himself burns the village down, like they wanted. Yeah, to. and and not altogether improperly will he hold him responsible. Right. It's like, yeah. But in, in like the movie version that we all see, the movie version, the like the, the released versions we see, like it just like this is the problem we had is like Kel's motivation just seems like 
insane. Like he, he, he just, <laughs> but like he's so over the toply evil. It's like it's weird. I'm like <laughs> they don't yeah. really explain why he turned in the flashback to the village. Like he seems remorseful. Like he doesn't really want to be doing this, but he right. does. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, there's a version of this that's just so much cleaner. Like, this isn't a 400-year revenge plot. Like, it's a much more modern revenge plot. It's like something happened that made Jacob Kell realize that Connor is still out there and alive. Right. And he goes, oh, shit. Like, this guy ruined my life. Yeah. Or for that matter, maybe he even... Side note, Kate is with Jacob Kale for reasons that are a little unknown. But we will come to find out that Kate abhors being immortal. Right. Maybe that's Jacob Kell's deal. Because Connor also delivered him his first death, thus making him immortal. Like, that could be what they bombed over. Is yeah, that, like, that would make sense. been involuntarily made immortal by McLeod. Mm. And that upsets them. That would make so, sense. No. Anyway. So they fight here, so we should talk about that briefly. Yes. Well, we, we have to talk about this line that comes back in the movie. <laughs> All right. Where Jacob Kell, before they fight, he says, the thought of giving up your essence to me, making me even stronger by it. What's wrong? Don't you want to be inside of me? <laughs> this is gross. What the F? <laughs> like... <laughs> So that's like a weird like sex reference. Yeah, that's no yep. good. Is this like a, a, a subplot or I, like, am I supposed mm. to take anything from this or is it just like? I think it's just Kel being a creep. Yeah, another yeah. one of those just weird one-liners. Like, Headless wouldn't this be great? Chickens. Oh boy, Headless this is chickens. Nuts. So I think I know my answer to the question, by the way. <laughs> <But> <laughs> tell no. us how, yeah, what? Is no, he's no. not a great, he's not doing a great job. No, this is nutso. Uh, so they end up like fighting on holy ground? No, like they step over like a two foot retaining wall to- mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's like, are you not on holy ground anymore? Right, I don't know. Uh, I'm that's, fine that's with like the, wall the property being, line. Yeah, if, I'm fine with the wall being the arbitrary designation. Sure, so it, it has to be, I guess. It's just, but also, isn't it mentioned like Connor or Duncan calls it out? Like Connor, you know the rules. And it's like, yeah. oh, doesn't maybe it's in the uh, the rough cut? That's the difference. In the rough cut, Connor says to hell with the rules, which implies that they are, are about to fight on holy ground. Yeah. So like they, they obviously the producers clearly wanted to break the rules in this movie, like. For no why, rules. though, I don't understand, but I don't know, it's man. The end, it's the end game, end baby. game year 2000, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't believe this movie wasn't called Highlander 2000. How great would that be? Highlander Y2K. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The computer glitch <laughs> yeah. fucks up the rules to the game. Yeah. Oh, the watcher database is all turned off? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, our watcher information's gone. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so what happens in this fight? Connor gets his ass handed to him. Yes. How do we feel about this? That's fine. Okay. That's fine. I like. I never like earlier in this movie. You're not like blown away that he's like the the amazing swordsman, right? Sure. But yeah. like, nor does Jacob Kell seem to do anything particularly impressive either. 
And like, just by comparison, like the Kurgan seems like a far more dangerous opponent than this man. Interesting. I like, like how, uh, I feel like Kel's very brutal. Like he is like, he not, he, like he's always attacking. Like he doesn't mm -hmm. stop much. Like there's not a lot of like beats in his fights, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. I kind of dug it. Uh, I like that they talk during the fight, like that he's like yelling at Connor. Like that's like that is interesting. Nice. Like that's just that's some Return of the Jedi shit. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, I I, I like this part. Um, and it, it is interesting to see like your hero get pwned, as it were, in right the, in the parlance of the 2000s is that but that's like that's all we need to know though i mean connor's the the hero of the first movie and this guy beats yeah. him and therefore it's like wow this guy must be really strong like we don't need computers mm -hmm. to tell us that like this guy's a threat now right yeah i don't know it's so weird show don't tell uh so and he's he, still and just he toying pulls, with him yeah he pulls out well he beats him and he pulls out the rosary oh yeah from it from his mother before she got burned at the stake. Right. So I guess that like this necklace thing comes back. That's like a, a theme, weirdly. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Strange. I can't believe that. Uh yeah. Uh then he leaves. And then Kate just kind of stands there and is like, duh. And I'm like, you gotta go. Like she it's so weird the way this is shot. Like she is just yeah. standing there and like your ride and, is leaving. Like and what? Duncan and uh, Duncan and Kate aren't interacting during this. There's no yeah, they're like, both why, just like kind of wallflowers. Why can't there be two scenes that happen here? Like Kate and Duncan need to like hash out shit, right? While Connor and whatever. Uh my other question, I don't think we really uh hung a lantern on this. We were like, why is Connor here? Why is Kel here? Like, how did Kel know. get here? I just assume that Kel is, I just assume Kel always had eyes on Connor. And when <laughs> Duncan shows up, he like makes oh, okay. his move. I don't know. That's crazy. I really don't know. That's a fair, it's a great question though. Like, why are all these people here? Like, did people just show up? I mean, that's like yeah. half this movie is people just show up and then they have a scene together. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> it's like the, the good old days of Highlander, the series. Yeah, it's true. All right, guys. Well, before uh, we move on, I think it's time to play a game. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we are going to play a very uh, different sort of Highlander trivia game this time. And this Ooh. trivia game uh, comes to us courtesy of the Highlander Endgame Producers Cut DVD. Nice. Wow. So... I was only able to rip some of the uh, some of the video off of the DVD because I think this is like some sort of it's not flash I don't know exactly what it is but uh, I could not rip all the questions so I had to take pictures of the screen uh, which was fun like not all the videos would come off um, but the uh, it is set up in three rounds so we're only going to play the first round today and it's a round of sixteen questions uh, and Kyle sixteen wow <laughs> I okay. know right. Uh, and so I'm going to read the question and I'm going to read all three answers. There's three multiple choice answers. Uh, and once I name the third multiple choice answer, you can buzz in. Does that make sense? Like Jeopardy style. You have to wait till the, the question's asked. Sure. Buzz in with your name. I will call on mm -hmm. you and then you can answer. Uh, and you'll get two points for each question. Uh, and if you get it wrong, you can steal for a point. Does that sound okay? Yes, Sounds sir. Good. Let's All do right. it. And to get the full immersive experience uh, of this DVD, I'm going to play the intro video for you, which is great. <laughs> Ooh, there can be only one. The game where only knowledge and strength will triumph. How do you test your strength here? You will yeah. attempt to defeat the most evil of immortals, Jacob Kell. 
This task will not be easy. You must answer all 16 questions correctly to win. One wrong answer, and you lose. Wow. Please. <laughs> Great. Okay. Wow. Love it. Pretty good. That's huh? amazing. It is good. All right. So let me see here. One right. wrong answer, and you lose. Is, is there that... like a victory video we get to see? Uh, you bet there is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here we go. We're playing level one. Ready? Yep. Uh-oh. Why can't I make the thing move? Here we go. Ooh. What was Connor's? No, that's not the right question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold uh -oh. on, everybody. Uh... I might have grabbed, put the wrong one up. That might be the next week's round of questions. I bet I, I screwed up, guys. I apologize Ooh. profusely. It's all my fault. Bunny port more. That's right. Can I get it again on a harmonica? Oh. God, I hate that shit so much. It's unbelievable. Here we go. All right. Uh. Question one. What actor plays Connor McLeod? A, Christopher Lambert. B, Sean Connery. C, Adrian Paul. Buzz. Oh, yeah. It's Christopher Lambert. You buzz in there with you your go. name? Oh, Kyle. Christopher Lambert. Hey. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kyle, what? you have, don't have a good track record with these games so like so far, so we're we're watching here with the cheating. How, how do you buzz figure? in? <laughs> All right, Kyle, you get two points. Very good. Damn straight. Next, what was Rachel's relationship to Connor? A older sister. B confidant. C lover. Amen. Kyle. Amen. Confidant. That is correct. Weird. <laughs> it's pronounced confidante. Confidante. Islander confidante. Um what does Connor's mother do when she is asked to renounce her son? A renounce Connor. <laughs> B renounce the clan or C renounce God. Kyle. Kyle. She renounces God. Yes, that is correct. Wow. That wow. is an intense interpretation of her of her actions. Yeah, it is. All right. Question number four. Why does Connor kill Father Rainey? A, he attacked Connor. B, to avenge his mother's death. And C, he surprised Connor. Amen. Kyle. Kyle. I mean, Eamon. I'm sorry. Eamon did get it in. I'm sorry. He did. Yeah. C, he surprised Connor. No. Kyle for the steal. Really? Interesting. I'm I gonna, know. I, I guess I'm going to say B then, to avenge his mother's death. All right. You get one point. Or that F. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with Eamon, but I'll take I, that point. I had to play also, just to let everybody know, on this DVD, if you get one question wrong, it's like you lose and you have to do all of the questions again. Uh, yeah. I got that one wrong because I, I don't agree with the answers in this trivia game. All right, yeah. there we go. That's messed up. It is. Number five, what does Jacob Kell do when he finds Connor in the sanctuary? A, sets him free. B, kills him. Or C, tortures him. Kyle. Kyle? Sets him free. That would Ooh. be correct for two points. All right. Like the genie in Aladdin. Ah. Yeah. All right. Question the sixth. How does Connor escape from his prison guards in Glenfinnan? A, he breaks through the window bars on the window. B, he crawls through a secret passage. And C, he kills the prison guard. Kyle. Kyle. He kills those guards, baby. He does. 
that one I thought was tricky too. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's true he's, that he breaks through the bars on the window, but then he just resorts to good old murder. That's right. These questions are like weird. <laughs> yeah, they're very weird. Uh, where does Connor teach Duncan the master sword move that Duncan eventually uses to take Connor's head? A, Spoilies. Venice, B, Ravina, and C, Florence. Amen. Uh, Amen. B, Ravina. That is correct. Or Ravenna right. or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. How to, I, I'm not familiar with that city. Uh, I apologize. Uh, Highlander, Ravenna. How dare you? <laughs> I, yeah, right. Highlander, the Ravenna. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> um, next up, number eight. What has Connor lost in his life? A, faith. B, strength. C, hope. Kyle. Kyle. He's lost that hope, baby. You are correct. He has lost all hope. Connor, what have you lost in life? You're halfway there. Who does Connor's mother say he is when Connor first returns home? A, Connor. the water horse. Oh, sorry. B, bandits. C, Father Rainey. Amen. Amen. The water horse. That's right. I heard you trying to get an answer in before the time was allotted, Kyle. Eyes are all over you. <laughs> I, I forgot the rule. Okay. You're like Endgame. That's right. Yeah, all the I don't care about the rules. I don't right care now. about the game. For also, uh, for a guy who doesn't care about the game, he's like killing a million people a second. Yeah. Right. Why not just <laughs> like why is he it? killing all those people if he doesn't care about the game? Because it's stupid. What is the name of <laughs> Connor's first wife? A clan. <laughs> B Deborah what? and C Heather. Kyle. Kyle. It's Heather. Also, strong yes. move naming that Deborah. <laughs> Sorry. all right uh next up what does connor say is the most essential element of sword fighting a strength b speed of movement and c manipulation of the mind amen amen c manipulation of the mind yes that's correct i don't remember him saying that's the most essential part of is it yes does he really say that's the most essential part? That's insane. I think he says swordplay is not about strength. It's about manipulation of the mind. Of the mind. Like a that's Jedi. crazy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, how long is Connor in the sanctuary before Jacob Kell comes looking for him? A, five years. B, 10 years. And C, 15 years. Kyle. Kyle. 10 years. 10 years is correct. 10 Kyle. years. Okay, uh, only four more to go. Very good. Also, every time on the DVD when you get an answer right, like it just plays a really quick clip of like Duncan like roundhouse kicking Kel. It's <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm into it. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, next, where was Connor's body supposedly buried? A, New York. B, London. C, Connecticut. Amen. Amen. Connecticut. I don't know about that. Wow. Oh, really, Kyle? Well, there must be a delay on your internet connection. Amy got that. C, Connecticut is correct. And it was also actually buried there, not just supposedly. Um, yeah. Next. There's only two more. This is it. Will you guys defeat Jacob Kell? Let's hope so. Yeah. What does Connor use to mark Heather's grave? A, a cairn. B, a flower. C, a sword. Kyle. Kyle. A sword. That is correct for two points. And the final question, in what year do we first see Connor in Scotland? A, 1712, B, 1555, and C, present day. Kyle. Kyle. 1555. That is correct. 
Who do you think won? Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, you won. Kyle hey. won. Let's Congratulations. See this that is vanquished video. 19 to 10. Damn. Uh, yeah, and now we got to play the video. I can't wait. Here we go. This is your victory video. I'm going to savor win. it. You've stopped Jacob Kell, and the prize is yours. Congratulations. <laughs> wow. Only one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. God. Oh, boy. Wow. These are some spoilies. Wow. Yikes. the prize is, is is yours like duncan doesn't win the prize who knows man it's a whole there's there's a couple different uh highlander universes the trivia game is like its own oh, no. highlander, highlander universe. universe yeah this is this like, is canon this is canon yeah. this is canon right that was like insanely violent and also like this game seems like it's for children like right, it does <laughs> it's not yeah, this is this is nuts. All right, so that brings us to the end of uh, chapter six of our Islander coverage. How do what do we think uh, about the couple scenes we watched? Like, how how are you digging these characters? Do you think have you learned more about Connor? Like, is this giving you like interesting Connor backstory? Like, I don't know. Do you do you do you feel like you enjoy Duncan as the uh, the guy taking up the mantle in the Highlander movie? If this was like your first Duncan. introduction to Duncan. Duncan, Duncan does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Duncan does fuck all in these two scenes. It's, and like, but somehow it like, he finds Connor somehow. He doesn't even look like, it's crazy that that's not the, the MacGuffin of the story is that like find yeah. Connor. We have to get clues to find Connor. No, he's just there. It's, oh, mm -hmm. yikes. Weird. He's just there. Duncan just is mean to his friends, but it all works out. And then we get like a math problem in the middle of it. I don't know. <laughs> like, there are some aspects of this that are good, though, that we should focus on. Like, yeah. I, at least I guess that, you know, it's cool that we finally see the plot crystallize of like why Kale is involved and things like that. And I do think that they had ways to make that a more sympathetic story than they do. Mm -hmm. Um. But otherwise, like, just not a lot ends up happening. Sure. It's cool to see Connor get housed, though, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I guess that, that's, like, a good moment. I enjoy this fight. Like, I, yeah. I like the, the drama of it. Like, I, in some ways, like, while I know we're maybe not sold on the motivation of, like, 400 years of revenge based on what happened, like, I do think that this sort of revenge story is perfect for Highlander. Like, I mean, this, Kel is kind of a callous... I don't want to say clone, but like, you know, we've seen this sort of character before to a degree, right? Yeah, and Callus does have the aspect of like he's messing with your friends and family right. as part of his yeah. revenge. That was all just more like, you know, localized in contemporary present day uh, where this mm -hmm. is like over time. But also like Highlander, The Search for Vengeance is kind of the same story. Uh, so right. I think obviously people that worked on the show, David Abramowitz, Gillian Horvath were like, you know, keen keen on this like this notion of revenge which i think is fine uh yeah mm. yeah and like they're also keen on this concept of like redemption for for characters they're like okay you've done something bad in the past like they're how and what do you have to do to get over it right um the problem is they just don't adequately set up connor's crime such that those dynamics play out right um but you know, there's a version of this where he's committed real 
real wrongs that are worthy of redress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, perhaps not the way it's depicted here, but you know, him killing a priest is like arguably decent fodder. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Do you guys like uh, Jacob Kell's sword? Yeah. I like it. I, I I don't know. It looks it looks rather heavy, uh, but it's like I don't know. It's all metal. It like I don't know something about it doesn't necessarily feel elegant. Like it's not mm. like a thin blade. It's I don't know. Uh, I just wondered like because the Kurgan's weapon is so like iconic in yeah Highlander and they're, one. They're, they're trying to go more in that direction clearly. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I was just kind of curious. Two swords. That's right. At some point. At some point, mm-hmm. he's that little pizza pizza scoop. Is, is yeah. he ever going to use them against our heroes, though? Mm. No. Probably not. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, boy. Interesting. All right. Do you have anything else to say about these two, the, these couple scenes? I feel like we'd said a lot of it in media res or whatever. I think I'm but... just, like, frustrated. Like, this is, I mean, I guess we've just covered two very, uh, like, exposition-heavy scenes, right? Like mm. Yes what's going on like what happened with connor and who is the villain in relation like we finally this is our first time i guess finding out the motivation of the villain right yeah so that's significant yeah this both explains what we've already seen and sets the table for the entire remainder of the film right and we get to know that they have all these power levels and that's that's pretty much it uh which i don't think is necessary at all in this film so ridiculous And it is worth one one plot thing that happens at the end of the scene that we didn't notice is is Jacob Keller delivers some line indicating that like Duncan is in Oh yes. That you know, because of this vendetta against Connor, he's not gonna kill Connor, but Duncan, watch your neck. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Protect Very good. Your neck. Duncan. Check your neck. All right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us this week. Uh, I'm sure, you know, uh, uh, we had some hot takes on, on this movie. Uh, so write us some emails at highlanderrewatch at gmail.com. Uh, we're probably going to be doing a big reader mail episode towards the end of our coverage uh, because we've been getting a lot of it. So that'll be fun. Uh, and tune in next week uh, for another exciting episode of Highlander and Game. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye. Bye.